Hello and welcome to InsureTech Radio. I'm your host, Connor Sweetman. As always, we are brought to you by InsureTech Ireland. Visit our website, insuretechireland.org, and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, we send you three little nuggets of what's happening in the InsureTech and startup ecosystems. Today, I'm really excited to welcome my guest, Chris Lee. Chris is co-founder and CEO of Exante. Exante are a predictive parametric insurance company, and they've actually figured out a way to pay claims before losses even occur, so the policyholder is never out of pocket. So it's very, very unique, very, very interesting. Exante's first product is designed to protect people in the US who are directly affected by hurricanes. So Chris will explain that much better than I could. We also speak about how Chris fell into insurance, as we all do, how Exante's product actually works, and the positive reception they've received from regulators. Please enjoy. You're very welcome to InsureTech Radio. It's beautiful to be here. <laughs> so you're the CEO and co-founder of Exante. Tell me about your business and how you guys got started. Yeah, well, our um, our business is completely new and novel. It'd be brave for me to say unique, but I'm unaware of anything quite like it. We call it predictive parametric insurance. And it was driven by this uh, report I read about Hurricane Katrina. And Hurricane Katrina, we obviously just passed the anniversary of it, happened at the end of August. And one of the things that made Katrina particularly devastating, and there were lots of things that made Katrina particularly devastating, but one of the things that contributed was the day it happened, the date it happened. It happened the 29th of August, and that was the day before federal payday for many U.S. employees. And as a result, a lot of the people who didn't evacuate Hurricane Katrina didn't evacuate, not because they didn't want to, but because they were paycheck to paycheck people, and they literally didn't have any money in their bank account. They just didn't, they didn't have a choice. They weren't able to put gas in the car. They weren't able to feed their kids while they were on the road. You know, they weren't able to miss a day of work or whatever it was if they couldn't get back in time. And so they didn't leave. And it's the same thing we saw uh, with Laura last week. I remember reading that and thinking, you know, two things. One is that's tragic. And, and two is that's preventable. We had just got to a stage where forecasts were accurate enough to really know where a hurricane was going to be a couple of days in advance. We had got to a stage where parametric insurance allowed us to, to create insurance tools to trigger payments that regulators were comfortable with. And here in Ireland, is there a better place in the world to work in payments than, than in Ireland, in the the city that had the first ever MasterCard lab that has, what, a hundred different fintech startups of which 40 are in the payment space. So, you know, we were of the believer that it was possible to bring these three things, accurate forecasts, regulatory approval, and fast payments together to make a solution for parametric insurance where we made parametric insurance based on a weather forecast. So I was working in Hanover at the time and we had an, an IT contractor working for us a PhD in machine learning called Aidan Breen. He was an excellent software developer and a really good communicator, just a really good guy. And he was uh, just about to get married. And I was like, Aidan, how much appetite for risk do you think you have? And he was like, the bare minimum amount of appetite for risk. And I was like, do you want to start a parametric insurance company? And Aidan uh, loves building products. Aidan couldn't give a damn if he was building uh, an e-commerce site or an electric car or an insurance company. I'm obsessed with insurance. I think about it all the time. But Aiden was like, listen, if you can if you can make sure that the money is there, that uh, that we have the seed funding and we can get paid, we'll, we'll go for it. So I said, all right, cool. We won't commit to anything until we can get someone to to back us early. So we uh, 
flew to London and we talked to some investors over there and we talked to a lot of investors in the Irish community. And then we got ticked over to, to Shipyard Technology Ventures. Shipyard's uh, not a traditional investor for a startup. It's a company builder. It was based here in Dublin. It was founded by Gary Lyons, who's the former chief innovation officer and chief digital officer of MasterCard globally. He was the f- person who started MasterCard Labs. CFO Liam McLaughlin was former CEO of Bank of Ireland Retail. And, and there was just a lot of expertise there. They were keen to make new, innovative fintech companies. They didn't have much insurtech experience, but uh, they gave us an offer and we had quite a tempting sending offer in London as well. And uh, I remember a, a stressful Tuesday with Aiden where we tried to pick between two kind of polar different off- offers. One was traditional venture capital, no support. And the other was this company builder model where we get a lot of support and we chose the company builder. So that's how we ended up as Exante. They are keen and we are keen to build a predictive parametric engine. It's not just about hurricanes. It's not just about Florida. It's not just about the US. It's about anywhere in the world money is needed fast, uh, any payment, any trigger. And, and that's what we've been working on. That's really cool. So we're in hurricane season now for 2020. So how's that going for you so far? Yeah, so we, we incorporated back in November. So we were hoping to be live for this hurricane season with at least some sort of working POC trial. But sadly, with COVID and everything, we couldn't get over the States and we, we couldn't get a kind of a, a first client over the line for that. So we've created a bunch of fake profiles to, to do a digital test and no hurricanes hit Florida, which is great news for Florida and, and really terrific. But it meant that we, we hadn't got a, a test bed. Now, uh, last week, as you know, the first major hurricane to make landfall in the US this year made landfall in Louisiana and uh, East Texas. It was Hurricane Laura, I guess... Hurricane Laura made landfall in a in a big nature reserve, a really sparsely populated area. And that's uh, tremendously fortunate for the cities of uh, New Orleans and, and Houston that were on either side. Uh, there were a lot of people affected and there were half a million people in that area that were given evacuation orders. So we had a, a look at how Exante would have performed in a Hurricane Laura situation. And we're very happy to say that it would have worked. And we, we actually didn't necessarily expect this. Hurricanes that come in over the Atlantic towards Florida uh, are quite stable because the sea temperatures are quite consistent. Uh, hurricanes that come in over the Gulf into Louisiana, they can gain strength and lose strength very, very quickly because the sea temperature changes a little bit more. Um, so the Exante forecasting product is a little bit more reliable in Florida than it is in the Gulf. But in the case of Laura, it would have worked perfectly we would have been able to pay out the first policyholders around Lake Charles, which was the, the worst affected city, about 44 hours before the hurricane made landfall. So in a, a real case, we would have given any policyholder in Lake Charles $1,000 to evacuate two days before landfall and even before the mandatory evacuation orders had been given. And for us, that really ticks the boxes. Those people would have had the resources to, to hit the road early which would have flattened the curve of the burden on, on the infrastructure there. Uh, it would have meant that they were no longer stressing about getting an evacuation order, mandatory evacuation order, and not being able to pay for it. And with where the hurricane went in Lake Charles, you know, they would have certainly had with $1,000 enough money to, to brace their homes and, and businesses and to travel the requisite distance, which for some people is, you know, 100 miles. And for some people, it's actually, I'm probably safe where I am, but my home is low-lying and single story. So all I'm going to do is check into a hotel across the street and go upstairs. 
and it would have worked really well for for Hurricane Laura. So uh, we're glad that Hurricane Laura um, didn't didn't cause as much damage. Obviously, uh, sixteen people sadly uh, were affected by it, but um, but uh, yeah, that's our look at hurricane season twenty twenty so far. And what does it feel like from a customer's point of view uh, when claims are paid? Do they know it's Exante? How does it interact with them? So our claim payment mechanism is pretty nifty. I'm very proud of it. When someone signs up for an Exante policy or when their employer signs them up for an Exante policy, we immediately mail them a prepaid MasterCard with no money on it. But a real MasterCard, chip and pin, contactless, 16 digits, name on the front, expiry date, the whole works. When the likelihood of them getting hit by a Category 3 hurricane raises above 30%, they get a push notification and a text message that asks them to confirm that they are in the area and they're going to have hurricane-related expenses, and they press yes. And as soon as they press yes, the balance on the card changes to $1,000. So like, as an employer, as an employee, say, of I don't know, Walmart, they just get these as kind of a, a benefit kind of thing, is it? Yeah, that's the, the go-to-market strategy. It's a um, relatively inexpensive benefit for employers to provide. Uh, at the same time, it's a real sweet spot benefit for a lot of employers. It helps all of their staff equally, whereas many benefits are perceived as only benefiting certain groups. You know, the table tennis player, the table tennis table is only really a good benefit for the table tennis player. The education, back to education grants or student loan repayments are only relevant for young employees or whatever. Every employee is affected by hurricanes. And one of the things that's really important, uh, and I guess we haven't talked about it that much, the target demographic we're trying to help are people who are paycheck to paycheck, right? People who don't have emergency savings. And that group is much bigger than we think it is. Uh, And I say we there, and I don't just mean uh, you and I, Connor, and I don't just mean the insurance industry. I actually just sort of mean society. In America, 56% of citizens have said they don't have access to emergency savings. That is $500. And the way that question was actually answered was, if they had a $500 expense, they would need to sell something or borrow from family in order to cover it which is shocking. And one of the reasons why it seems so widespread, but so under talked about is, is kind of people's income and financial security is a part of their pride and it's a part of their identity. So people don't tend to talk about income insecurity. That income insecurity has become a, a real burden on mental health, financial insecurity, and, and it causes a lot of absenteeism and stuff in work. So we really think that the benefit kind of helps a, a huge amount of people uh, and not just with escaping the hurricane, but with feeling secure before the hurricane and that's that's how we're we're hoping to distribute it yeah through employers like walmarts and mcdonald's and costco's etc and what happens if someone loses their prepaid mastercard we can do a, a bunch of things we're able to instantly issue them an apple pay android pay or samsung pay card goes directly to their device we're also able to issue them a new plastic card if they have time it takes three days and even if all of that doesn't work we can issue them a pos code where they can go into any merchant and pay by the merchant typing a code into the point of sale machine and draws from the same wallet. So if they don't have an NFC-enabled device or they don't have a smartphone, we can cover them that way. And it's cool, you mentioned Shipyard and uh, the MasterCard connection there. And then also I was just thinking about your choice, your dilemma between the two investors, one being Shipyard, which is fully supported, the other is, you know, just normal VC. 
Like, do you think you would be able to provide this type of solution had you not gone with Shipyard? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think going with Shipyard really accelerated that. Obviously, going with Shipyard, they didn't say this outright, but we definitely wouldn't be issuing a Visa card. But uh, yeah, they were able to they were able to get get us onto the right people to talk about that solution quickly and give us a lot of the language we needed. From an insurance point of view, the regulator isn't comfortable with pure parametric for consumers. Um, they don't like the idea of us just giving someone $1,000 for anything. It's very important that we have controls. So our cards, while they will be accepted anywhere MasterCard is accepted, do have some limits. And this is the really, I guess, interesting part of Exante. The MasterCards that we issue have a traffic light system of controls where there's three types of merchant. Merchants that are definitely hurricane-related, merchants that are probably hurricane-related, and merchants that are definitely not hurricane-related. And we can block these based on their merchant category codes. So if you go into a green light merchant, like a petrol station, a hotel, train station where you're buying a ticket, and you use your Exante card, you don't just pay instantly. We also capture the data of that transaction and automatically generate the proof of loss form that we have to submit to the regulator. There's absolutely no burden. It's frictionless from the consumer's point of view. If you go into a merchant that could be hurricane-related, but but might not be, uh, we call them amber merchants, like a Walmart, where you could be buying, you know, plywood and sandbags, but you could be buying video games. You will get a push notification asking you to to take a picture of the receipt. Yeah, and 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 we'll we'll go through that kind of. We use AI to itemize that and and make sure that we're attributing the right things. And if you go to a merchant that's definitely not hurricane-related, like a hairdresser or a casino, it'll just get blocked. That level of sophistication is new. Uh, it's only really newly available. We've had to build a sort of a rules engine where we can build in these rules and we've had to go through it with the regulator. But without the MasterCard tie-in we had, I'm not sure we would have got to the level of conversations we needed to get to with the card issuers for that because we were asking them to do something they've never done before, they've never even thought about doing before. And the only reason we had the credibility to ask that question was you know, look at our backers. Look who's in this with us. And I'm curious about the reluctance of the regulator because, like, it seems that you're providing a real social good here. And I, I'm just curious as to what the regulator's viewpoint is. What, I, what I'll say is, before going any further, I, I give tremendous credit to the regulator in Florida. We contacted the regulator in Florida the first week of November. We incorporated the company the first day of November. So we were onto them early. And they didn't, you know, they didn't say, come back to us when you're all grown up. They appreciated the fact that straight in the door, we got talking to them early and, and, and they were really good. They're very keen that no one uses this product to game the weather um, and that no one makes a financial win out of it. So they're protecting the system. They're looking at the systemic issue, maybe, of insurance fraud. Yeah, and we're, we're trying to do this for the first time. So I think the, the first time... You know their their defenses are going to be up. Their controls are going to be up. Um, as they grow more comfortable with the product, we may be able to to get to a place where where we are more comfortable. Now, we've had to do a few things as a result of this. Uh, obviously, we built all the controls, but we also wanted to create a user experience that makes it clear to the user that we are not benefiting from denying their card. So if they do go into a hairdresser and they try to pay with their Exante card and it gets denied, they're not angry at us and thinking that we profit from the denial. So one of the things that we've done and, and the regulators seem happy with is any unused funds on the card 30 days after the hurricane get swept and withdrawn. 
and a, a proportion of them are going to go towards paying the future premiums of the policyholder, and the remainder is going to go towards relevant charities for kind of recovery after the storm. So it doesn't go back to us. And so we hope that the, the policyholders, even though they are limited in what they can spend the, the money on, will still be able to get their value out of it. And if not, be able to get some of their future premiums out of it. And then even if they have some left over, still feel that they were involved in, in kind of doing a social good. And I mean, we hope that's a material social good. We know there's a few different B Corp registered insurance companies out there. I'm not going to mention any uh, refreshing pink branded New York startups who who have done <laughs> social good, but but maybe the materiality is not quite what, what we expected. Well, Chris, uh, thanks a million for spending so much time with me. I'm going to wrap it up now, but before we do, do you have any parting words for our, our audience? Yeah, I think I, I really love insurance. I think about insurance all the time. That's not a spiel. Like I, I genuinely think it's a great industry. Um, insurance makes life possible. Without insurance, every single time you got into a car, you would risk personal bankruptcy with just a small crash or the same if you were to get sick and not have health insurance, the same if you lose your home and not have home insurance. It really makes people's lives livable. And I really appreciate that traditional insurance is very, very good at paying people a large amount of money slowly. Uh, and it gets a lot of stick for that, but it, it, it really is good at it. And, and it's something that's to be admired. So when I come into this as an insure tech founder, I'm not at war with the traditional insurance industry. I just think that insurance isn't very good at paying people a small amount very, very quickly. And it's not good at it because it's new. And that's what we want to do at Exante. So anyone who has any interest in joining us on this mission to, to pay claims before a policyholder even knows they should claim to get in touch, because we have a bunch of use cases. We have a really, really great tech engine, both for processing claims and for actually making the payments. And I'm sure that there's use cases for Exante beyond anything that I've talked about on this podcast or, or anything that I've talked about ever. And I'd love to to kind of talk to those people and talk to those industry professionals. Great. And how can people get in touch? Yeah, the easiest way is probably email me directly, chris at exante.io. But I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn and, and you can find me there pretty easily. Uh, and the Irish insure tech scene isn't that big. So uh, I'm sure if you know anyone in the Irish scene, there's a chance that they know or know or know someone who knows me. And I'm always happy to, to talk about Exante. So uh, no worries about making intros. Thanks a million, Chris. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Connor. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn. And please visit our website, insuretechireland.org. See you next week.